A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard. I am joined, as always, by Brendan Thomas Merritt. Um, and so, uh, how are you doing, Brendan? How's it going? What's What's the day like today? Really, really great. You know when you have to like go to the toilet, and after you've been there, you feel like you're 10 kilos lighter, and just ready to greet the day and face any challenge that comes? That's a cloud nine, man. Cloud nine. Uh, How are you? Sounds like a lovely day on your end. It has been. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm doing well, and uh, let's let's get into our podcast. I don't I don't have anything as exciting as Brendan's was this morning, um, but uh, we are going to be doing uh, crazy stories of 2021. So we have gone and looked through all the crazy things. Well, the first of all crazy thing was of course uh, COVID and all all that it brought our way. Um, but I have three COVID stories. I'm going to go. Go over them. I'll, if uh, as Brendan goes along, hopefully he has something he'll add to to our hilarious stories. Um, and then he'll have three, and then we'll do some like crazy Florida man, uh, Florida man comments and uh, posts that they have done. So uh, with that, let's get into it. So the first story I have for us today is um, New Zealand um, the, in 2021 fired its official wizard. Um, so they had a guy who in, I believe it was uh, 1960s or so, he just showed up out of the blue, claimed he was a wizard, said he had magical powers, he'd curse people. Um, in the 80s, the New Zealand decided to hire him as some sort of like, um, some sort of worker with them and pay him $11,000 a year to be their official wizard. Um, well, in 2021, they decided that they were going to upgrade their their site and make it more um, friendly for uh, Lord of the Rings people, and he did not fit the official look um, that they had, so they ended up not paying him anymore. And so, of course, this left him very uh, very angry and pounding his, his staff in a furious rage. And so his, his comment about him being fired was, it implies that I am boring and old, but there is nothing else like me in Christchurch, he said. It's just like they don't like me because they are being boring old bureaucrats and everyone likes me and no one likes them. Um, unfortunately, this did not get his job back and he is still not the official wizard of New Zealand anymore. Um, Brendan, any uh, any thoughts or comments on New Zealand having an official wizard? Well, I just think, you know what, the UK has the Freemasons... The U.S. has Hillary Clinton roaming the walls of the, the halls of the White House, speaking to what is it CNN said that the ghost of Eleanor Roosevelt or something. It only makes sense that uh, our oceanic friends would jump on the, the supernatural train. <laughs> I'll leave it there for now. <laughs> so there you go. New Zealand got rid of its wizard in 2021. Um, moving on to the next story. A Belgian man moves a stone that results in the borders between France and Belgium changing. Um, so this was a farmer. He was trying to get his tractor uh, to go through like a, a narrow fence area. And he saw the stone and he, he decided to move it um, because it was in the way to, of getting his tractor. Um, 
and uh, but by doing by moving it, he unwittingly expanded Belgium's territory by ten thousand square feet, um, which in the huge grand scheme of things isn't massive, but it is a, a considerable amount of, of the border being moved. Um, and so uh, he had no idea that, that, that the stone had been placed there following the defeat of Napoleon um, or that it served as a geopolitical marker, um, nor did he anticipate the international fiasco his actions would spawn after a local history buff noticed the alteration and the French caught wind of it. Um, they, the French were like, we need to get this fixed or we're going to have to have to have the military fix the situation. So thankfully, the story was more of a joke than it was uh, anything serious. He moved the stone back um, and the border has been restored. But uh, all he had to do was move a stone and change the whole the whole landscape of France and Belgium forever. Any uh, any comments or ad- additions to that, Brendan? You know what? I think it is a prophetic picture of how the European Union, as represented by Belgium here, has been expanding its sphere of influence and territory in the everyday lives of the French. And uh, it is time for people of France to rise up, declare that they've got a border, it will be recognized, take the power back from the evil, evil one world order wannabe globalists <laughs> up the french and my surname is france by the way he's on the light we're gonna get demonetized on uh <laughs> on youtube now for that <laughs> um <laughs> uh all right so last story that i have um a drunk man helps the search um in finding himself um there was a man from Turkey who decided who, who was out with a couple friends. They were drinking and he disappeared. Um, and his friends did not know where he went. Um, but this guy, he, he had gone off into the woods and fallen asleep. He woke up um, and began to hear a bunch of people like calling his name and wandering through the, through, through the woods. And his wife had gotten a group of volunteers, civilians, and the police to look for him. Um, and so they, he, he just is wandering through the woods, drunk, trying to figure out what's going on and um, unaware that they were looking for him. He quietly began following them and keeping pace with them and then became utterly confused when they began shouting his name. And he, he told them, uh, my name is Baihan um, Mutulu, um, but they continued to search, he said. Um, <laughs> so he was very confused that they kept saying his name out loud and uh, they weren't listening to him. So finally, his friends came along and uh, said, yes, this is him. We found him. Um, but it was a good two or three hours before uh, they ever they ever actually officially found him. Um, but all, all was fine. He was taken back home, and uh, the search was called off after that. But um, pretty hilarious to hear how, how they uh, couldn't figure out that that was the guy they were looking for. <laughs> uh, uh, br- yeah, go ahead, Brendan, and then any, uh, and then you can get on to yours. <laughs> yeah, I just think that is absolutely hilarious, and it is totally something that I could imagine myself doing, but not by accident. If I saw like the signs, like you know, Brendan Thomas Marsh, where has he gone? I would tag along just for the crack. <laughs> I'd probably serve like tea and sandwiches. Like, it's such a shame. He'd written such an amazing book. He just never quite got the recognition (laughs) he deserved in life. 
And when they asked how I knew this, I would say that I was a close friend of his. And then I would flip, flip, and I'd flip them the uh, Amazon address to, to uh, his page and tell them to buy the Kindle version so that posthumously he'll make a fortune that his family can pay for the casket once he is indeed found. And then after about a week or two, I'd be like, I was alive all along. <laughs> Intent oh, to our man. Woman what a story. What a story. Like, <laughs> 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 you answered that with way too much accuracy, Brendan. I know. <laughs> all right. Well, I've got a few funny stories from 2021 as well. And this one was recorded in the New York Post on the 16th of December. And it says that a hiker was lost for 24 hours up the mountains. But he ignored calls from his rescuers because it appeared in his phone screen as an unknown number. <laughs> and that is exactly something that I would do. If I were lost, like on a death's door, and someone called me, and phone ID didn't show up, I would not take that call. I would not risk wasting my battery. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that one? Oh, yeah. I, I can totally see me doing that, too. I, I do not answer phone calls that are unknown or I'm confused by the number. Half the time, it's a guy named Michael trying to reduce my debt, um, uh, my student debt, which I have none of. So he's just wasting his time. Um, but I appreciate him calling. I just I just don't. Uh, no, I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> Forget you, Michael. I'm not answering your I'm not answering your calls. <laughs> I would totally let him pay off my student loan debt, even if I didn't have any. I mean, listen, you might be looking for your bank account details so we can put, like, you know, stolen millions there. But it's better off in your account than his. <laughs> All right, here's an absolutely gas one that I actually remember hearing last year. So basically, Saudi Arabia have beauty pageants and um, of course they're not for women because like what would they grade them on their burqa <laughs> so instead they the contestants are all camels this is a competition that camel owners take very very seriously to the extent where they even give their camels botox <laughs> and facelifts in the hope of enhancing their beauty. However, last year, the competition runners um, just thought that the whole Botox thing had at long last gone completely overboard and had to be stripped back. So they disqualified 40 Botox-based camels so as to give the Oh, natural camels, a fair shot of victory. <laughs> <laughs> and I just keep imagining that human beings actually conceive the idea 
of giving camels Botox. <laughs> Christ is Lord, that's all I'll say. What are your thoughts? Would you give your camels Botox oh. in order to be surprised? Oh, oh totally. If, if I can win millions of dollars off these camels, I'm totally sticking Botox in them. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's just the level of ridiculousness that is there. I mean... The fact that we're grading camels, which is a bit ridiculous, and then the next level is we're so we're so invested in our camels that we are willing to um, put Botox into them to make them look better and look more their a better appearance. I don't know if 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 a lot of you have ever seen a camel in real life, um, but they're not the most prettiest creatures in the world. Like they're they could do like peacocks or they could do like. Um, even dogs look better than camels, so I don't know why we're doing grading camels, but apparently that's a that's a thing somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there are no peacocks or dogs in Saudi Arabia, dude. All they have are camels. Look, you're so geographically ignorant. <laughs> I joke, yes, friends. I joke. Yes, so. So speaking of which, apparently there's a website or an app that you can figure out how much you are worth as a uh, as a human being for camels in Saudi Arabia. So for instance, if someone wanted to like marry you or something like that, they would have to pay a certain amount of camels. Um, uh, they they love the the these Saudi Arabians give more points to people who have blonde hair and blue eyes. Then of course they would to some people who has brown eyes and, and brown hair. So it's somebody came across it one time and started to figure out what your value is as a as a human being by um, how much camels you can get um, monetarily wise for for selling yourself. Which I, I think is just a wild thing and why people are looking this up and googling this. I don't know, but um, I think maybe one of these days we'll have to figure out what our value is as a camel or in camels and see which one of us is more um uh more worthy i should say <laughs> yeah absolutely do yeah expect those results in the next video um but i remember my sister who is blonde and blue-eyed uh went to morocco and they literally tried to buy her off my father for two camels um he said no personally i would have given her away just for one <laughs> But uh, no, she uh, found her way back to Europe. <laughs> camel free. Good for her. Good for her. Ah, <laughs> uh, leave all that free camel milk we could have gotten. But nope, instead we're paying about one euro a week, getting about fifteen liters from cows. We gotta put that money towards our crypto. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> and then my final story from 2021 this was a bit of a mad one although it involves a mad woman so that's okay that makes sense was when Demi Lovato went to the purportedly haunted house and while there she sensed that there was a spirit in the room um, and then this spirit apparently had dealt with sexual trauma in life and found healing and liberation posthumously for the power of music 
coming from Demi Lafashley's lips. <laughs> and there were a couple presenters for this TV show standing outside in the hall looking at her, actually dignifying this nonsense um, as though it was real. And I don't know who's worse. Those two guys deceiving this fragile little imp or or Demi for thinking that the whole thing was legit. All I can say is she she, she she's she she's come a long way from her early Disney days <laughs> and fallen solo. Solo. Yeah, yeah. Wrong way. Yeah, wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Logan, you've got a, yeah, a, a, a beautiful it, voice. You ever chased away spirits from a haunted house? Not with the power of Jesus, but just with the power of music. <laughs> the power of music. No, um, I, I've been in a haunted house before, and I didn't. Not, my first reaction was not to sing. Um, and haunted house meaning it was just like one of those uh, like fake ones that they put together and have a bunch okay. of people jump out and scare you. Uh, that kind of haunted house. Um, mm. And let me tell you, I did knock over one of the guys who was there because I was getting out of Dodge. I was not standing around going through their maze, going slowly and seeing the creeper people. I am knocking people over left and right. If you get in my way, I'm running you down. All right. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right, now let's share with us some stories about the Floridians of 2021. Those guys are always up for a laugh. So I've got four that I... (laughs) I got four I wrote down. Um, So we'll go with the first one, which I think is honestly probably the best one. And uh, that is a Florida man uses finger guns to steal napkins from a Waffle House. Oh my. Let's let's unpack this a little bit. <laughs> so, I just want you to who if you're listening to this podcast today, I want you to imagine walking in to a place with finger guns trying to have people stick stick their hands up in the air. And then you're not really stealing cash or money or anything like that. You are stealing napkins which you can literally get for free from the place so i don't know if he was trying to steal all the napkins in the whole place that would probably be a theft of probably what 14 dollars american dollars um i don't know but he was trying to take people's napkins by by coming in with finger guns so brendan i I gotta hear what you gotta say on this one I'm just imagining this, we'll call him creative and colorful, individual, (laughs) entering this place and saying, put the money, forgive me, napkins in this imaginary bag, or I'll shoot you with my imaginary guns. I'm imagining someone surrendering to the hostage situation threat and putting the the napkins in his imaginary bag and the awkward silence that follows them just dropping to the floor 
and both of them just eyeballing each other and just letting the silence hang there. <laughs> it's one of those moments you wish it in there for. I know, I know. And I would have I would have dared him to shoot me so that I could then pretend to die once he shot me. <laughs> Take me instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, some people. They're looking at my dumb bullet <laughs> holes. holes. Oh, some some people are are very interesting. Um, so this next one, I have a little bit of a, yeah. a setup for. So have you ever have you ever you know been out and about? Uh, maybe driving down the road, you see a fenced-in area, you see horses there, and you're like, wow, those horses are really pretty. They look like they're being kept um, uh, kept illegally or maybe even kept like they're being abused at this place. They, you know, they're just sitting out in the field, but, you know, you're just like, oh, man, these, these poor horses, they need, they need to be free. They need to be free from this entrapment of this fence. Um, so that actually happened in Florida. A guy stole horses to set them free. So he hopped on a bunch of horses' backs. He cut down uh, their their barricade that they were in and let them all free and rode some of them out to set them free because horses deserve to be free, not in a pen. <laughs> I think horses look remarkably arrogant and prideful. You know, walk up to your face and just go, <laughs> like they're sneezing all over you. I think they deserve to be locked away in cages. That guy had the wrong idea. You didn't save the horses, people. You unleashed a monster. An army of monsters. Lock them all up. Oh, yeah. Lock them all up. Um, all right, so the next the next one I've got two left. So this next one is uh, a burglar watches TV in a in the in a house as the homeowners return. So imagine this. Well, I'll set the scene for us. All right. So here you are. You've just gone on vacation. Let's say you've gone and visited your family up north, and you're coming back home to Florida, and uh, you're you're coming along, and you open you open the door, and you hear someone in your house. Of course, you'd freak out a little bit. And then you realize that there's a burglar. A guy has broken into your home. He's wearing a burglar mask. He's got it all, all things down. And he's watching TV in your home <laughs> as you walk in. I mean, how ridiculous, how bold do you have to be to be sitting watching TV when the homeowners return? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. The one I feel the sorriest for in this case was actually the burglar. Because I have what some people would call a fiction addiction. And if I were to burgle someone's house, and let's say the grand finale of one of my favorite TV shows was on TV, and the only opportunity I had to see it before social media spoils it is live in their home, I would turn on the TV and I'd watch it too. <laughs> but yeah. That guy is uh, Floridian. <laughs> All right. And then the last one. Uh, a Florida man uh, flirted with his judge 
as he was being convicted of a crime um, in order to get a lighter sentence. So just imagine you're in this place where you've been convicted of a crime. I'm not sure what exactly he did, probably something... I'm not even going to speculate what, what exactly he did, but just imagine just some crime that you've done, that you've done wrong, and to get a lighter sentence, you're just like, hey, Judge, you look pretty nice today. Over Zoom. It's not even in person. He was doing it online. <laughs> I love the story. I just imagine him bowing his eyelids at her and saying, Damn, girl, you so fine, you gonna give me a cardiac arrest. And her just turning to the police officer beside her, giving the nod. <laughs> and a very different kind of arrest taking place. I'm sure she tripled herself that night while she hugged her pillow in her lonely, lonely bed. Well, that has been our wild stories from Florida and from around the world. Um, if you if you found some of those particularly hilarious or uh, any <laughs> you want any follow up questions that you had about them, um, or maybe you had some funny uh, some funny stories or things happen in, in your neck of the woods uh, this this past year, um, send it in to us, and we will of course uh, get a good chuckle out of it and maybe even comment it on it in future videos so please uh send us send us anything you'd like to ask us or any comments you had to from dublin to cleveland at gmail.com um so with that let's get into our word of scripture this afternoon evening morning whatever it is you you've been listening to us um so we are going to be in mark chapter 4 verses 24 through 25 um, so in verse 24, it says, uh, then he said to them, take heed what you hear with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you and, and to you who hear more will be given for whoever has to him more will be given, but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away. Um, so this, this parable that we're, that we're going over is, um, or it's the parable of the lamp. So a bit ahead, he said that is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed. Is it not to be set on a lampstand for there's nothing hidden, which will be not revealed, nor has anything been kept secret for what should come to light. If anyone hears, uh, has ears to hear, let him hear. And then we get into this talking about what you hear. So you have to be careful about what you hear about things that go on in the world that go on in Christian life. Um, because people, there are, there are deceptive people out there. Um, we have to take care of what we, we listen to and what we allow into our lives. Um, so for instance, if you, if you spend a lot of time listening to things that are not of good report, that are, um, that might have, uh, maybe even demonic connotations and that's like all you listen to and all you focus on, you don't ever get into the Bible. You never hear messages from God's word. Um, you're not, you're not using your ears to hear the things that you need to hear. You're listening to untruths, you're listening to lies, and you're listening to things that are going to eventually end up hurting you more in the long run than actually helping. Um, 
but we've been given ears to hear. We've been given ears to hear and eyes to see and understand what the Bible says and what things have happened. God has revealed it to us. There isn't stuff that he's trying to keep hidden from us. Uh, it's not that he's trying to keep terribly mysteries that you can't know how to accept Christ or you can't know how to believe in him. He's given it to us. So we have an ear. We have to listen to it. We have to believe it. And uh, we have to remember that um, with the same measure we use to judge things, um, it, it's going to be measured to us as well. So if our judgment is very heavy on other people and other things, then the same sort of judgment is going to be held on us, um, whether by other people or whether by God himself. Um, if we have, if we hold a strict judgment on other people, then the same thing will return to us. Um, and so as we think about that this morning, just be careful what you're listening to, what you're allowing into your life, what you're what you're hearing as you go about your daily daily walk and daily life. Um, make sure it's it's focused on on good biblical scripture, and that um, it's not to say that you know the worldly stuff and music is 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 evil or bad. Some of it is, um, but just be careful that's not the only thing you're listening to. That the misery and pain that people are singing of is not the thing that you focus on. So, um, Brendan, uh, what do you have to add to, to this passage of scripture? Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely imperative um, that we pay close attention to what we listen to. Um, and even what we listen to from our nearest and dearest, or even um, cliches, or things people just habitually say without really thinking. Um, I saw a clip recently about a woman who had developed sepsis, and in order to save her life, it was paramount that she lose her fingers. And she made this <laughs> kind of skit video ever her friends. I don't think he, he must, he may not have known how severe her surgery had been, but basically, you know, when she revealed a stump to him, he kind of, like, you know, freaked out and she burst out laughing. And I'm not going to pretend that she's not going to have hard days or sad days or days of regret going forward, but she had so much joy and, oh my goodness, what a beautiful, beautiful thing it was to watch. And I think so often in life, um, we don't appreciate having eight fingers and two thumbs. Actually having ten toes. Two legs that work. Two arms. Two eyes. And if they aren't great, having glasses. Um, the ability to speak having food in the fridge, milk in the jug, a roof over our heads. These things, to the extent which we now have them, this was not the norm for people in years gone by. For some people, it still is not the norm. <laughs> and by some, I mean millions upon millions. And, um, yeah, I think it's so important that we look to what we have, we appreciate it, and we say thank you to God, and then we use it for his glory, as he would have us do so. You know, if you've got social media, 
there's absolutely nothing stopping you posting a word of encouragement every morning. Sure, most people aren't going to read it. We know one or two people do. You've set that person up to win that day. You know, not everyone has a video camera, but you know, most people's phones have one. It may not be the most fantastic quality, but it exists. There's nothing stopping you creating a face a YouTube page. You don't have to give <laughs> 15 to 40 minutes sermons and lessons and joke escapades like Logan and I do. But even if it's a 30 to 60 second word of encouragement, a Bible verse delivered in such a way that you think will encourage someone's heart, you've got that option available to you. Don't ever think you're in competition with other members of the body of Christ to get more traction than you two. But you are in competition with all the tripe that's out there. Because people listen to a heck of a lot of nonsense. But if you've got Jesus, you've got something to say. So whether it's lifting up your hands and praise and just saying thanks to God. Whether it's using the feet he gave you to walk across a room so that you can encourage someone. Whether it's using your arms, just giving someone a hug who you know is going through a hard time. Use what you have. And if you don't know, open your eyes because it's right there around you. And just say, God, what do I have? What have you given me and how would you have me use it to show up and show Christ? And his Holy Spirit will lead you into all kinds of situations. <laughs> Many of them will be ones you don't want to be in. <laughs> and they'll often be in the margins of your day. What you think is in your me time or time of rest. But it's about trusting God to expand your world, even your day, even your moments, above and beyond what you had thought appropriate what you had become accustomed to and what you thought was manageable just letting him work through you yeah so be encouraged be challenged and be fearless because if you say god i want to use what i have for you he'll tell you but it will almost undoubtedly bring with it a stretch all right logan would you like to pray aside for today Yes, definitely. I can do that. Um, so, dear Lord, we're so thankful that we're able to come and uh, meet together. Um, and we're thankful that for all those that you've brought to listen, no matter the amount or uh, or anything like that, we are thankful for each and every one. Lord, I pray for all of us that we'd help us to focus on how we are to live, um, how we are to use what you've given us um, spiritually wise you've opened our eyes and shown us things help us to hear what you'd have us to hear help us to listen to wise counsel and wise wisdom and not listen to the things that the world lies or um, deceit that gets told to us lord help us to um to use what we have uh, as it says the, those who hear will more will be given to them um and that uh that if we don't listen if we continue to follow our own way it will be taken away from us so i pray that you give us Give us the light. Give us, um, give us the, uh, give us your spirit. Give us, uh, help us to live right for you. Help us to, as we go throughout our days, to read your word, to learn 
new and encouraging things that help us to, to put our all of our faith and trust in you and not in ourselves. Um, if we if we learn anything from the Bible, it's to put our faith and trust in you and help us to do that. Help us to listen, help us to hear and live that out. Um, so give us a good rest of the way, uh, good us the week and day today that uh, you would help us to live that, live that way and be that way this week and this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a lovely week, everyone, uh, and you will hear from us shortly. Bye. Bye, friends.